It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. This is a Heart and Hand production. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. I'm delighted to be joined in heart and hand today by uh, a Rangers legend, over 150 appearances, over 50 goals, a nine in a row winning team member, a treble winner, uh, the scourge of Celtic is the hammer, Jörg Alberts, thank you for joining us in heart and hand today, Jörg. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. You are here with Five Stars as part of the, um, the, the, the their tour this weekend, it's been nearly 20 years since you left, but you always seem like you enjoy coming back to, to, to speak to the fans is that something that still means a lot, still something that, that gives you a, a, a kind of special feeling? Well of course uh, uh, for me always when I'm coming back to Scotland, especially Glasgow it, it's, it feels like for me coming back home and I find it always incredible after so many years uh, the reception you get here, but obviously I've been at Glasgow Rangers to an era, to a time where we won a lot of trophies we had a fantastic team and I think this sticks out, and uh, there are nice memories for all of us. And I think the the fans want to hear some stories from our era still, and we are happy to to tell those stories. And for us, as I said, it's always great to come back and and, and meeting with the other boys as well. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic to come back to Scotland. That was my second home, and it always will be. On that, you arrived here in 1996 from 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 Hamburg. You you kind of hit the ground running. I think you played in in Richard Goss' testimony against Ar- uh, Arsenal. I, I think you you may have hit the bar from about 50 yards, and it, it, it's still shaking to this day. You were an immediate kind of hit with the with the supporters. You also seem to take to to Scotland quite quickly. The accent kind of changed. I remember hearing you on Soccer AM um, and saying, you know, no bother at the, at the end. It was quite... Uh, the, the fans took to you. Did, did you take to the club very quickly or was it um, a kind of difficult settling in period? And what, how difficult was it to make that decision to come to, to Scotland? Well, I think the, the decision to come uh, was not easy in the, in, in the first place by me just signed a new contract or extended my contract with Hamburg. 
been captain as a club and we achieved to go in the UEFA Cup mm. the last season and then the phone call came. But then it uh, was very hard for me to leave Hamburg in the first place. But secondly, then it was very easy for me when I thought about it. You know, for me, it was guaranteed to play Champions League. There's where the players want to play. And I looked into the team and I saw the names Paul Gascoigne, Brian Laudrup. And as a young boy playing alongside these kind of uh, players, a dream was coming true. So the decision then was very easy to join Rangers. And uh, I remember the first time when I came over and I went into the uh, main entrance at, at Ibrooks and you see the marble staircase and what a beautiful building that was. And, and you feel welcome straight away. And then, of course, I met the team as well. And uh, I was fortunate enough to join Rangers to a time where more of the Scottish boys were still playing. And I adopted very, very quickly to them. The only problem was the language barrier. When you when, when you spoke to like Ian Ferguson or Ian Durant, it was very, very hard for me to understand. But they took their time and, and they, they, they got me straight into their family as well. And it made it very, very easy for me. And of course, it helped me as well to make an impact at the, you, you were saying the testimony game from Richard Goff. I scored my goal as well. And that was an immediate impact. And you need to have some luck sometimes in your career as well. And I think the fans took to me straight away at this game. And I loved it to score that goal and being part of Ibrox. And from then on, it uh, was uh, glory days for me, for me here in Scotland for five years. It's fantastic. You you arrived in ninety six ninety seven. That was of course the season, um, the season of, of nine in a row. The, the pressure that that season was was intolerable sometimes for the support. Every game seemed to be the, the, the biggest game we, we'd ever experienced. Did you appreciate that? Did you feel that, or were you because you were new? Were you, did you feel a wee bit more detached from that from the likes of, of Ferguson and Durant and Goff and McCoys who had who had been there from from the very start of this uh, incredible run did you understand right away that this this wasn't an ordinary season well in the beginning uh, uh, to be honest I didn't feel any of the pressure but as I said I was fortunate to to be in touch with all the Scottish boys who won eight in a row so far and they made it very very clear to all the new boys who joined Rangers that this is the season to win and uh, well, you, you think about it and well and you know they won eight titles in a row, and you're joining the team, you can't make a mess not winning nine in a row then, and everybody gave everything, of course. So, uh, But at the, at the beginning, no, I didn't feel any pressure, but when you sit down at home and, and you think about what the boys told you, well, yeah, of course you think, oh, you can't mess this one up now. You need to give everything to get the nine in a row. And what we did, and uh, yeah, incredible memories uh, about this season as well and the importance of it and I'll be part of this nine in a row season and I'm um, very fortunate to be part of it The whole season was characterised by four victories over Celtic that, there's no way that that league title could have been won without those uh, I want to talk about two of them. The first one was uh, a game at Parkhead in November Brian Loudrup scored, we won 1-0 it was one of the most incredible games that I've ever been to Rangers should have won about six or seven nil. That the chances that we 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 gave up. Um, you of course laid on uh, Peter Van Vossen's big chance, and, and Gascoigne missed. Um, and then of course Celtic had the, the, the chance right at the end with uh, with with Van Hooyduk's penalty that was saved by Gorham. 
How incredible a game w- w- was that to play in? Because the, the, the support was going through the ringer. But as players, are you just able to, to stay in the moment and it's just a game of football? Well, I think uh, as a football player, when you play the game, you're focused 100%. But obviously, you know what, what's going around you as well. If, if some players say, well, you don't know the atmosphere because you're so focused. No, it's a lie. You, you know what's, what's going on. And having these games played, the old firm, are the best games for me I've ever played in, apart from the European nights at Ibrox as well. But missing so many chances, and I remember Peter van Vossen was my neighbor in Helensburg, so uh, he helped me a lot in the beginning. Dutch boy who spoke German as well, so he helped me a lot. And I thought, you know what, I could score myself that day. But I think, just pass it over to him, and he scores easily till now, uh, things done over but he missed and I couldn't believe it that he missed so in this game you had ups and downs and then the penalty towards the end and you were shaken and but and you got him what a save fantastic so uh yeah these are the games with the highs and lows and 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 adrenaline pumping through your body it's fantastic that's the games and you win the game at the end of the uh, uh, the day it doesn't matter how you win the game you've got the three points and that's what all matters so and I think for the fans as well if if they look back to this game I think they prefer these games instead of winning like 6-7 nothing and at first half time uh, the game is over I think that is what football all about it's a emotion and all the stuff and I like these games if you if you win, if you win at the end of the day <laughs> in that game you, you were through and goal maybe th- three or four times and you, you Caught out, or you, you you didn't you didn't finish off. A year later, you would you would burst in it. I mean, you, you you did in the, the, the Scottish Cup semi final. We'll come on to the next old firm game. Of course, was was at Ibrox at New Year and the free kick. Tell me about that 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 free kick. But that moment, I think, was maybe a turning point for for you in that fixture because then you would have an incredible scoring record against Celtic for for the rest of your Rangers um, career. So how how big a turning point was 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 that particular free kick only 10 minutes in and I think it's in the, the, the top 10 of, of the greatest Rangers goals ever scored by the, the, the voted for by the, the, the heart and hand listeners uh, last year it still resonates 20 years on now of course it's, a, it's, a, it's I remember it very well and, and, and but for me playing in an old firm game my, my debut in an old firm game was the home game uh, at Rangers as well and we won 2-0 two, two and uh, there was a first, uh, I took the corner and Richard Goff scored one nothing, And then the second one, Paul Gascoigne's header for the 2 nothing. And I felt there straight away, not just because the boys told me about the game, but actually you can't describe this game. You need to go out and play it yourself to experience what it means to play in these games. But then, of course, I had the opportunity, the free kick. And I, I always said to myself, I know you have a hard shot. If you don't go for it, you can't score. So I thought, of course I'm going for it. And I was happy to see when when when, when he put the the wall there and the way I ran up to the ball, there was only one way the ball could go. Mm. So first of all, it was very, very bad goalkeeping. But on the other side, what you can't see, you can't save. So <laughs> no, I hit it perfectly. Yeah, and, and I was over the moon after this. I, I can't describe the feeling what went through my body there. It, 
incredible scoring my first old firm game goal incredible and yeah if you ask me I always pick this one as my best goal ever we win that league of course the next season is the, the charge for 10 Rangers make a, an incredible start to the, the, the league season um, not in Europe but but, but in, in, in the league season there's a, a dip uh, around the middle but then there's a return to form and we, we have a, a double header against Celtic one uh, game in the Scottish Cup semi-final at Parkhead and then a, a crucial league game at Ibrox which you score two I- iconic goals in, in, in both of those games very similar goals um, and it leaves us top of the table with, with, with only a handful of, of games to go looking back now uh, as we are 20 years from it uh, what, what went wrong th- that season why why couldn't that, that team that had gone to the well so many times um, get that, that, that one extra yard well, I think uh, all the players who've been involved there were thinking about it th- themselves. And, uh, you know, winning these two crucial games was very important for us. And after this, maybe uh, we thought, yes, we did it. And maybe you were trying too hard to get 10 in a row. I don't know what happened there, why it didn't work out and we didn't perform the way we should perform as a top team and just getting it home. Uh, you made mistakes and uh, well it didn't happen uh, for whatever reason I, I think even after 20 years it, it, it's very hard to explain or to find a solution for it what went wrong I mean it was announced that, that Walter was leaving after the season and I think all the players wanted to give that to the gaffer at his last season winning 10 in a row but then again I don't know uh, if you can say now it was wrong to announce it before the end of the season uh, because usually that made the team try even harder and maybe then you cramp a bit or whatever maybe you try too hard I don't I can't explain it to you the only thing I can say that is one of the biggest regrets I have in my time at Rangers not winning 10 in a row and uh, I think to this to this day all the players are involved they are absolutely gutted when they think about it not achieving this coming so close and not doing it but there's a new uh, uh, a new slate uh, as a new manager uh, comes in that that summer and and Dick Advocat this was uh, an instant success a a treble winning um, season your your relationship with Advocat is is well documented we'll we'll speak about the end uh, in a moment was it always Fractured was it always tense, or or were there especially in that that, that those first two seasons, which you're talking five out of six trophies, a, a reputation in Europe that's been completely um, rebuilt. Um, were there were there positives there as well at the start? Well, first of all, I was uh, really well not disappointed. I unders- I could understand why Walter was leaving, uh, but I was sad seeing him leaving he was my gaffer he brought me to the club and uh, he was a man's manager for me the boys would have done everything for him and vice versa as well so I was really sad to see him leaving but obviously there is a new coach coming and when I signed my contract then I extended my contract I've been told that day that there is a new coach coming they couldn't tell me who it was but I've been told that he wanted to build a new team around myself and Jonas Tern to that time. And I said, well, fair enough, uh, no problem. 
and then I knew it was Dick Advocat and, and uh, I have nothing against Dick Advocat what a fantastic coach he was uh, and still is and what kind of quality he brought to the club so you can't take that away absolutely outstanding fantastic but it happened to be that uh, I didn't get these games or all the games I wanted to play and I didn't give him a reason why I was sidelined for some some games and I went to see him and, and I asked him as well I said well Gaffa I've been told you wanted to build a new team around me and, and all the stuff and you understand and his answer was well I didn't say that so you know that was the first time I saw well something going wrong here I've been told and he tells me then well I didn't say that and but at the end of the day you do your best for your club and I, I, I got my games as well and I, I don't know what it was I have nothing against the advocate but there was a, a strange thing between him and me I, I don't know if it's the Dutch and the German thing uh, but I never had a problems with uh, all the Dutch boys who, who joined Rangers you know, I was happy that they've been there because the quality they brought to the club as well. Outstanding players. But of course, as a German, then you were sitting there, you play in Scotland, you play for a Scottish club, and it all turns into Dutch. Because if, if you think about how many people from Holland came and joined the club, not just as players, in other areas as well, you sit down and think to yourself, what's going on here? But it went well. The success success was there, so you can't argue. But towards me, I always had the feeling then that he tried to get me out of the team for whatever reason, replacing me, getting players in in my position and all the stuff. And I always had the feeling that's the only thing I can think that I was very highly rated by the support and maybe he didn't like it. I, I don't know for whatever reason. I still don't have anything against Dick Advocat. Coaching-wise, management absolutely outstanding he was one of the best coaches ever uh, I think Walter Smith is on the top list there nobody comes above him because the way he looked after his boys as I told you I would have done everything for Walter and he would have done everything for the boys as well and that was different to Advocat football sense of you outstanding and he had a great sense of humor as well I mean, it's, it's not that we every day they, that we were fighting or so. We were laughing together and all stuff. We had good days. And then, of course, if, if you have a player and he's not playing, he's not happy. I wasn't happy when I wasn't playing. Otherwise, uh, there would be something wrong with a professional who's on the bench and, and is happy. No, I wasn't happy. I wanted to play. And in my opinion, I didn't play every game well. But at the end of the day, I didn't give him a reason to be on the bench. I didn't see anybody on my position who was so much better than me that he picked him in front of me so and it's very hard to explain I guess one game that, 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 that perhaps uh, typifies that is the, the game in Eindhoven when the, the, the Champions League game beforehand you'd scored the, the the goal against Bayern Munich we were very close to getting a, a very famous victory that, that evening um, and you're dropped in Eindhoven but you come on and you, you you score the winner uh, again. Again, is it just professionalism that kicks in when you you you, you get stripped and you, you you get back on the field that you've got a job to do, or is there something a, a wee bit special that's um, kind of burning in you to 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 prove your manager wrong? I guess. Well, I think every every player, every professional player, 
who's sitting on the bench and he's got an opportunity to come into the team again and wants to prove that he belongs to the first 11 to get the start up. Uh, and I think I did not to bet against Munich and getting dropped against Eindhoven again for whatever reason. And uh, another thing was he never told me the reasons or whatever. That was totally different with uh, uh, Walter Smith. Uh, I remember the nine in a row season. I didn't play the last game. He picked Charlie Miller in front of me and Charlie made a beautiful cross and what a great header from Brian Laudrup. Unusual, but he scored with his head. But Walter came to me, took me at the side and explained the situation to me. And I couldn't argue against it. And this is a... I'm a person then who accept that, what the gaffer told me. And I said, gaffer, if, if that is the case, you're absolutely right. And I wasn't happy, mm. but I, ex I accepted it. I could work with this. And that is a different to the advocate. He didn't tell anything to me why he dropped me again or whatever. He made his decision. I have to accept it. Uh, well, I wasn't happy about it. But then... I, I don't know who, who got injured in the first couple of minutes there in the game. Was it Claudio Reyna? I, I don't know. And I came on. And I was surprised that he put me on as his first sub. But of course then you want to come into the game and prove and show that little bit extra that you belong into the team. And uh, the reason I, I pointed after the goal to my uh to my name that was not because I wanted to show well I scored the goal no if you see I run into the corner and I know my family was there so my dad my mom my brother everybody was there that's why I did it and uh, it's always strange I always had the feeling after this game that Dick Advocat was over the moon that we won the game but he was gutted that I scored the goal whether that is true or not I don't know but I always had the feeling that it was like this. This lack of man management thing, this this lack of explanation, it, it's nothing. It's nothing I haven't heard before. Um, Lorenzo Amoruso joined us um, early in the year, and very much his his experience. Does that explain why a team with five out of six domestic trophies, as I said, a, a real um, far better showing in, in Europe than we'd had for 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 many years, suddenly falls off a cliff? in the, the summer of 2000, in 2000, 2001, that team looks unrecognisable from the team that took part in the, the, the Scottish Cup final against Aberdeen. We, we won handily and we, we looked 21 points ahead of Celtic. We finished that season. Is that the explanation for a, a side that, that, that finishes one season so far ahead and by October, November is floundering? Well, I think you can go to any other club in the world and, and have a look if the coach is losing the dressing room, then you have a problem. And I think in the beginning when you had success, everybody was happy. Uh, nearly everybody got his game, apart from a few. Like, like me, I wasn't happy. But I, I never was the person then who went in somebody's back or whatever and talking about it. I accepted it. Not happily, but I was accepting it. But if you do it to too many people, you, you mentioned Lorenzo as well. Lorenzo wasn't happy with Dick Advocat. You know, he took the, the captain's uh, arm, uh, armband off him. Uh, uh, so, And if you do these things and you're dragging more people into it, you will lose the dressing room and then you will have a problem. And, and I think that is in any, any team, it doesn't matter where you play. And I think that for me, the biggest secret as a good management, as a good gaffer is 
get the dressing room behind you. It doesn't matter how many stars you have playing for you. If you keep them happy, you've got success. We'll f- uh, finish on a, on a high. Uh, one final game to, to discuss. 2nd of May 1999, Rangers go to Parkhead with the, the opportunity of winning a league title. Um, something that, that, that comes around only every 20, 30 years, if, if that. Um, an incredible day. You, you score, you're, you're involved. Um, tell me a bit about the, the, the preparations for that because some of the old firm games before that season had been a bit crazy. We'd, we'd lost 5-1 there. Um, but Advocate was very pointed in his, his preparations for this game and just in the media to say this will be about football and we will not be drawn into to anything else. Celtic lose the head completely in the stands, on the pitch, and Rangers players are, are provoked, but there's no reaction at all. I think there might have been one with, with you early on, actually, where you just walk away, and it's almost as if, you know, this is business time, and we're here simply to play football, and you you destroyed them that day. Yeah, you, and you're absolutely right. I mean, that was a positive thing about Advocat as well. He could take the pressure off the boys, and uh, his team talk was excellent that day as well. And as you said, we were just focused. We knew what we could achieve, and he made it very clear as well in his team talk that we don't throw this away by getting drawn into, you know, uh, fighting and all the stuff. Keep calm, do your job. We knew we were by far the better team. We had so many points ahead of them, even if we get beat there. We still would have wanted them the next. So it was, I wouldn't say it was easy. It's never easy to play against Celtic. But we came there with broad shoulders, knowing, yes, we can achieve something this weekend. If you stay calm, play your game, they don't have a chance. And that is exactly what we did. And uh, that was the secret to the game. They lost the plot and uh, arguing with the with the ref and, and, and on the stands and all the stuff. And we just walked away from everything. Didn't get drawn into the attention of everything. Just played our football, as you were saying yourself. And that turned out to be the, the, the secret of the, of the game. And it was incredible winning the title on the biggest rival's pitch. I, one of the best things ever. Jörg, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you very much and, and all the best with your, your five-star visits um, over the course of the, the year and beyond. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Have a time. Every time you see me, the hammer's just so high. I'm going for the floor and I'm magic on the mic. Now why would I ever stop doing this with others making records? was a heart and hand production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.